This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. About to hop into another episode of the Bobbycast with Lauren Jenkins. Uh, Before we go with that, let me recommend a couple podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, which obviously you do and you figured it out, uh, Get Real with Caroline Hobby is the newest podcast here on the Nashville Podcast Network. I saw she was pretty thrilled with how well her podcast was doing. Yeah. And it should do well. It's a fantastic podcast. Great. And I think that was when Carolina started talking. I was like, your podcast is so good. We just don't have enough ears on it. And so she's now over on the Nashville Podcast Network. It's called Get Real with Caroline Hobby. And I've known Caroline for a long time. She was on Amazing Race. I knew her before that, I guess. Maybe I knew her after that. But she was in Stealing Angels. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is married to Michael Hobby from A Thousand Horses. Um, is a, a pretty cool life, but she goes and she talks to now, you know, a lot of really strong women and a lot of them happen to be the wives of country stars who get, she kind of gets their story. And a lot of these country stars wouldn't be stars without these wives. And there's a great one with Caroline Bryan, Luke Bryan's wife. Do you have the list up over there? Yeah. Uh, Russell Dickerson's wife. Um, she has a Dan and Shay's each of their wives. Oh yeah. Separately. Yeah. Separately. Like, yeah. So I would check it out. It's called get real with Caroline hobby. Um, also, obviously, Amy has a podcast called Four Things with Amy Brown, which is uh, on, on a whole wide range of topics. That podcast is doing fantastic. Uh, it's getting closer to catching us. It is. Yeah. That the, listen, if I'm to be honest, my recommendation of her doing the week, the midweek mailbag a, yeah. was heavy for her. I was like, Amy, people want it. They love you. You need to do another one. Because her podcast is a lot of work. She does four whole different segments. She researches it. And uh, I was like, you got to do another one. You People want, first of all, they want to hear you. And secondly, give it to them and then get them, you know, get more people to subscribe and it does well for her. So a little bit, I'm ha- mostly I'm happy for her, but a little bit we got to like, gotta like keep going here, <laughs> getting closer to catching us here on the Bobbycast. Um, and uh, Lunchbox and Eddie and Raymundo, if you're into sports or maybe if you listen to this and uh, someone in your life's a big sports fan, they do a show called the Sore Losers Podcast. They do that four to five times a week. Yep. Right. 
Kelly Henderson has the Velvet's Edge podcast, fashion style tips. There's a lot there on the Nashville Podcast Network. You can always go to nashvillepodcastnetwork.com and uh, see all the shows that we have there. And we're really close to bringing on a new show, eh? Yeah. Is that done yet or no? Is that signed? Not, I don't want. To, I won't say what it is anyway. But not it is. quite, but it's, it's pretty not, close. It's not. Listen, if I were this person, they have a great podcast too, and we've been talking with them. Um, and because Carolyn Hobby had a great podcast, we did nothing except give it ears. I'd go, huh? Look at that. That that can be done. Because I think I think I think Caroline Hobby's finally getting like her just due for the the great work she does. I think this person will get the same kind of pop, don't you? Definitely. Yeah. So, um, we talking to anybody else about coming on, or are those all just kind of? I know we had some conversations with people, but are we we move further with anybody else or no? Not not yet. No. There's one country artist we were talking to. We had a good talk, but I felt like they weren't. Their heart wasn't quite in it yet. Not quite. They didn't quite know what they wanted to say. Mm-hmm. That's always a thing. If you don't know what I mean, you want to say, yeah. don't say anything. Huh? That's the biggest part of it. Yeah. Starting it like, okay, what is this going to be about? What What do you want to say consistently? You know, it's you got you need like a, a, a consistent message ish kind of thing. You know, you don't do sports one show and then talk about contemporary art the next show unless your podcast. You kind of have a lane you stay in. Yeah. It's finding that lane. Uh, but we're gonna bring on Lauren Jenkins, who is in my class of 2019. I picked five artists. She was one of them, um, and she has a, a new record out called No Saint. And I know Lauren, and so we kind of just started. And uh, here we go, uh, episode of the Bobbycast. Welcome to episode 172. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lauren Beyonce on me a little bit right before we came on. She said, "I don't think I want to wear headphones." <laughs> Why? Do you get for headphones? You're not playing. Well, I'll just do one on, one off. There well, the we problem go. is I'm going to play clips from like songs. Okay. And if you don't have headphones on, you can't hear them. As yeah. you can tell, we already know each other because yeah. we're bickering at the very beginning of this. <laughs> and Lauren walked in. I was like, we're just going to start talking. Sometimes <laughs> there's this old part where it's a little awkward for me. And I have my radio show set up this way too, where I do things where people come in and we just, we'll go live. I don't like yeah. that having to fill small talk in between commercials. and Right. It's just like. Yeah. Well, you did that to me. Yeah. I didn't know we were live. Walk in live. I was like, oh, we're roll. Okay, no, yep. no heads up. Cool. Well, it's, well they should have given you a heads up. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought we were gonna do the like, hey, what's your middle name? No. What's your and favorite that, color? Uh, nice to it. meet you. I'm just not that guy. Fine. I'm not good at it. That's I don't feel like I have to do it with you anymore because we no. spend enough time together where it's like, all right, you're here. Mm. Let's just roll. And then it's like, I don't want to wear headphones. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Have you seen the Beyonce documentary by the way? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, have you, it's long. That's okay. That's there's. I'm sure it's good material. It's yeah, it's really good. You'll be inspired just mm-hmm. from the Mike. Have you seen it yet? I haven't watched it yet. No, it's her. What? How I'm confused is I don't. I don't understand how you have two outfits on. Did she play one show before? Because the yellow outfits is Coachella, but the pink outfits and you guys haven't seen it, so you can't even answer this question. No. They're like f- smashing back and forth between two different shows. Was but it the two sh- weekends or something? For two days. Oh, that's what it is. Did she do it twice? I think so. That makes sense. Because mm, Coachella's two weekends. Yeah. I've never been to Coachella. I feel like Instagram ruined it, kind of. I well, shouldn't say that because I do want to play Coachella. I w- I'm not a coach. Uh, I played stagecoach. Yeah. And it's after, co- it's like um, Coachella just like did it with a dude for like three hours mm-hmm. and then you get to go have, you get to do it with that person. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's more out. <laughs> It's more because it's the weekend right after. Yeah. You're going to do stagecoach after Coachella has been there for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So 
That's a terrible an- analogy. I, well, I don't know if people <laughs> actually like listen to the music though. That's a thing. I feel like some people are like, oh, there's a music festival happening. Well, they paid Ariana Grande $8 million. That number came out. So they better be listening to something <laughs> because they paid her $8 million to play, yes. to be the headliner. She, I think the youngest headliner ever. Is that what it was? I believe so. Yeah. That's it, an astronomical amount of money. Yeah, eight, for probably eight like million dollars. What, 45 minutes or something or Yeah, but again, I don't think that that would be fair to base it on time. I think no. it would be fair to base it on the amount of press that she gets yeah, yeah. to sell that festival. But I'm not I, you know I'm going to Bonnaroo this year. Mm. Have you ever been? Mm-mm. You seem like a Bonnaroo girl. Cuz I don't shower. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, I wouldn't have went exactly to not shower, but like you're comfortable with just rolling. Yeah gotta be yeah that's a compliment i used to be really comfortable mm-hmm. i got i've become a little pampered the last couple of years yeah you probably own a hair dryer don't you no i actually don't oh, okay i don't fix my hair okay in my life that's just and, natural unless i'm on set and they'll they're paying for it to be done somebody does it for nobody you. fixes my hair mm-hmm. that's uh, good I, and there have been times where i need to fix my hair and i have no idea what i'm doing yeah i'm, so I'm in the same I, boat I'll just get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even do that. <laughs> I, I have your vinyl here that you, you, you handed do. me. Yeah. This is um, you have, you have uh, you're so cool. You have vinyl now. I know it is really neat. Yeah. I I was happy that I got to design it the way that I wanted to, and um, like scan 35 mil photos and put it in there and handwritten lyrics, all the little details that people probably don't really care about. But I'm like, please, can I do this and this? Yeah, you're such an artist. You're so, in, in, so artsy. In like all the all the respects. You I know? like it. Yeah, yeah, no. You, like you definitely want control. And I think <laughs> yeah. with me, my, my thing is with having all the control comes some bad to it as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've been a control freak my whole career. Yeah. Well, the thing is like if you mess up or a decision that you make doesn't pan out, then it's your fault. Yeah, and then you don't get to make another one for a while in that same, mm-hmm. same little area. Mm-hmm. Um, I found you through this song and this is uh, give up the ghost. Mm. And I, I have about one, maybe two people that I'll listen to when they say that somebody's good because everybody's giving music all the time. So I don't listen to anything. Yeah. I kind of have to make that decision mm-hmm. and I have friends that go, Hey, listen to new music, like real big artist friends. I'm like, I can't, it's slippery slope for me. Yeah. You know, what do you mean to say? Cause I listen to music and what do you mean to say? It's good. Right. Like you're, well, you're elite. Of course. Also, how much time do you have to just listen to music? I mean, your schedule is well, so but full. again, I, I listen to a lot of music, mm-hmm. but I'll go on valley my car and people will leave music in my seat or <laughs> it's just always a thing or I'll go to a show and we'll hand me music. So uh, I just go to, but one of, one of two people I trust mm-hmm. said, Hey, you should hear this Lauren Jenkins girl. Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. And this is the song. Uh, it was give up the ghost. I believe it was before it was even out. Mm-hmm. It was just on like it was a wave, mm-hmm. and I, this this is it right here. Good. It's out. It's out now, by the way. It is. Okay. Let's talk about this song for a second before mm-hmm. we switch back and and we'll bounce around a little bit. So tell me about the song just in general. What what in the world is give up the ghost? Um, it's, I wrote it with Emily Shackleton and it was about this relationship that I was in where nothing was really bad except for his past was just getting in the way and we've all got a past, but, um, you know, some of us 
like have a past that haunts more than others. And it really just ruined the relationship. So it was kind of this moment of like, Hey, either be in this with me and like, let that go. Let this other person, this ghost of this person go, or I guess I'll just be on my way. <laughs> I'm always curious about what uh, two parts. One, the person that you're writing the song about, because mm-hmm. if that song is written about me, Mm-hmm. and I've written songs that comedy songs about people, but it's still, you're mm-hmm. writing about somebody or I've yeah. talked on the radio about people and I'm talking about me, but other lives mm-hmm. are a part of it. Yeah. So whenever you're making the decision, you sit in the room, is this fresh when you write this song? Like, are you and this dude breaking up or is it something you, you, uh, you kept around? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty fresh. It was relatively fresh. It's not as fresh anymore, but the feeling, I feel like, uh, you know, Within my acting background, I pull on my experiences or other people's experiences and that crosses over into songwriting too. So if the core emotion is something that I've felt, then the song still stays fresh when I play it on stage for the 200th time. Okay. So this guy, do you make Mm -hmm. the call after you decide to cut it? Hey, Frank, you know, that ghost you used to have, Mm -hmm. I wrote a song about you and that ghost. Mm -mm. Have you talked? No, he knows. He's not in my life anymore, but in no way whatsoever. No. And I, if I write it, I mean, the thing is, if something happens to you, that's your experience that you kind of get to write about ish. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to like put names out there or like put somebody on blast. You own your story, Mm -hmm. but you have to be delicate with your story when it includes others. Hmm. Do you? I don't know. From my experiences, I've just incorporated people into things at times, telling my story that hurt them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not saying this song is the example. Yeah. But I've, I handle things a bit differently now. I'll mm-hmm. um, 18% skew it. It's yeah. kind of my rule. Well, I, I think there's always, you know. Can they find out who that not, dude is by the song? Does, what's does, that? Can people figure out who the dude is by the, hearing the song? No. Okay. I'm pretty private. In a lot of ways. So they can't track it back on Instagram? No, no. That's good. I, I'm, I'm not hating at all. I just wonder how you do it because I have yeah. to deal with this all the time in my life. Well, I think the great thing about songwriting is part of it, for me, it all comes from an autobiographical place, but it's not It's not my journal. It's not all the details. Like there's stuff that I keep to myself too. So you and this dude, did you break up before the song was written? No. You wrote the song. You take mm. it back to him and go, hey, Mm-mm. listen to this. No, because I've always kept um, sort of art and career, if you will, sort of separate from life. And so in terms of my art and my career, that's like I do exactly what I want to do. And I don't really ask for permission. I used to do that. Yeah, I still do. That's probably why I'm still single. My, I just do it. <laughs> it I might got, be, that might be why I'm not on the radio, too. I don't know. <laughs> so I got into it. And I can tell this story now because it's been a bit because I have I've. I've I can't talk about things when they super close happen because you can mm-hmm. identify the people. So mm-hmm. that's one of the rules that I've made in my life. Like now I'm going to tell the story, but it's been long enough. It could be yeah. four months ago. It could be two years ago. Yeah. You don't know. Exactly. But I, I had a girl and we went out and we, I, I took her and I was like, Hey, we should go and do like a, um, a spa. We call it a spa day. Mm-hmm. But mostly I just been, I was on the road. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I really don't want to do it for me. And if you're around, well, you can just hop in, hop in there nice. with me. Yeah. And the experience, the spa experience wasn't that good to me. (laughs) And I was making jokes and um, doing what I do. It's been a while. But she heard it. I didn't think she even listened to the show. Mm -hmm. She heard it and was really 
uh, hurt yeah. by the fact that I had such a miserable experience because all I could think about was I forgot to get cash to tip the valet. I, the the massage lady kept whispering in my ear like the dude from Lord of the Rings. The, what's the dude's name? Smeagol? Yeah. Or he was like, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so, I'll, so I tell the story and she calls me just so upset that I had such Aww. a miserable time. But... Um, yeah, I, it's hard to live a life up and tell stories about. I guess I guess that's why I. But that's why I do it. And that's why I, she's not with yeah. me. I mean, that's why we ended up not dating. Right. Anymore. Yeah. But, well, that's a bummer. But at the same time, I I feel like it's better just to be honest because then you know. It, you would it, think. Yeah, I mean, don't pretend like a. Like, I'm on, listen. I'm honest, but I'm still sitting over here <laughs> alone. Honestly, honestly, get you in trouble. <laughs> Honestly, I get into trouble. Listen, my point is I like that song, and that's how Thank I found you. you. It's a good one. I'm glad you listened. Yeah, me too, because I don't always. But I, this person I trusted, he was like, hey, she's good. And I guess your story was, and you can kind of um, put some light on this. He said she's kind of been, and I don't know if he knew the term either. He said she's kind of been shelved for a while. Mm-hmm. Like she's been signed, and they really haven't let her do anything in a while. Mm-hmm. But I think they're now they're kind of opening the door for her to make music. Yeah, I mean, when I moved here from New York, or I actually got my deal started while I was still living in New York, I didn't know anything about the music business. Where'd you grow up, by the way? Uh, it was Texas for the first nine years, and then North Carolina until I was 15, and then I've left home when I was 15, and have kind of been everywhere ever since. So you're in New York, and you're mm-hmm. like trying to make it acting? Yeah, I was, yeah. Studi- I was studying acting, and... Uh, playing wherever I could whenever I had any free moments. So, you know, playing in the Lower East Side and um, writing by myself and making trips to Nashville uh, to record. I was recording an EP at the time. And um, and then my music was sent to some labels and I got on a plane and met with labels. And How long ago was this? That was uh, in 2013. Okay. And so signed with Big Machine at the end of 2013. And then moved to Nashville, and um, there was a learning curve because I didn't know I didn't know shit about shit. I, oh, I don't know no, shit. Oh, okay, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was a learning curve, and then I guess some people could see it as being shelved, and I think there were definitely moments where I felt that way and was frustrated. But really, I think the turning curve was when I just kind of said, "Okay, well, if I wasn't signed to a label, what would I be doing?" I'd be writing these songs. I'd be recording them this way. I'd be making these video projects with my friends. And so I started doing that. And then I went to the label and was like, Hey, I wrote this song and made this record. And, um, I recorded in North Carolina and they're like, these songs are really great. Let's record them for real. And then I was like, Oh, and here's a music video that I shot. And that kind of, um, I think just me doing it and delivering it, having the time to figure that out and to create all that and turn it over, they got really excited and that was sort of the turning curve, but it took me just doing exactly what I wanted and not being led by anybody else. So I don't know if that's how it's supposed to work, but it's how it's worked for me because mm-hmm. no one's ever much like you. I don't think anyone ever expected anything from me. So it's mm-hmm. been like, well, if you have no expectations, uh, let me kind of, instead of, asking you what I can make. Let me show you my worth. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when I came to big machine, I I didn't, you know, I had maybe like a thousand followers and I was playing wherever I could. It's not like I was on some show. Nobody knew who I was. And really 
still I'm kind of under a rock. Like things are happening and traction's happening, but it's not like, you know, I've got some massive following except for the following that you helped me get whenever you posted about those shows. <laughs> did, I po- did I post something? Was I like, yeah, hey, I think, Lauren? I think you looked at my Instagram numbers and we're like, what are your numbers? Oh, I don't right. know. That's right. And they're like, we're in the band. starter kit. By the way, I know Lauren <laughs> from, uh, now you did, a, you did the show mm-hmm. and then I put you on some shows with me. Yeah. Um, and then when you're on the road together, you just get to know each other cause there's nobody else to talk to. Right. No offense, but you know, yeah. you're the only one there. And I was like, yeah. well, she's a warm body. <laughs> at least, yeah. At least she didn't kick me off let me those talk, shows. Let me talk to that one. <laughs> um, and so you spend time together and then you just are cool. And we've, you know, been cool for a while now. Um, yeah. So you, you, you make a record and this, no saint that's out now how many tracks are on this 10 and it's a record it's not an ep it's a full record it's a record it's a bit of a different record though because um it's been interesting to hear people's feedback because some people are like well this song doesn't sound anything like that song and if you actually listen to it um some of those songs are really recent and are recordings that i got to co-produce and make them sound the way that i wanted them to sound and some of them are sort of like from the first chapters of me being in nashville so I, I love it because it kind of shows the journey of a few years ago and then today now, which is kind of perfect for a first record in my mind. And play some of No Saint. Here's the, the title track here. like hearing yourself or now i'm really proud of that song are you yeah are there any songs not that you don't like but you're just like you know i don't uh, want you to call them out i just don't like i can't listen to myself even if something mm-hmm. i like that's fantastic i don't want to hear it really i don't want to hear it i not into it not into me i've had so much of me i you know it's not i don't think that it's that i'm into me but like with that song in particular uh it was a really hard one to write and I wrote, ended up writing it exactly what I needed to say. And the recording, there's nothing that I would change on it. And I wouldn't change any of the bass lines. I wouldn't change any of the guitar parts. And because I was so involved in, in all of those aspects, it just it's really satisfying to hear it and be like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. You like hearing yourself sing? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hear myself sing. I don't know what you're saying. What do you mean you don't? Hear? I mean, I'm here. I mean, right now. See, but but it's you can listen to what you want to listen to. I'm not when I'm listening to that song. I'm listening to all of the intricacies and and all the different parts. I'm not just oh, let me hear myself. Yeah, but I mean, do, do you like hearing yourself sing? Uh, if it's not bad, <laughs> I don't know. I like, don't like I, hearing myself talk. Yeah, and I talk for a living. That's why some people, you know, don't, yeah. I would like it if you like to hear yourself sing. I think that's the healthy thing. I don't pay, att- I don't really pay attention to it. So you write it, sing it. It's all, it's all emotion. Then, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, if I'm listening for something, I'm listening for the emotion. Not necessarily 
my voice or the pitch or something. Today's technology makes it a lot easier for a lot of things because you're connected. Your cell phone is connected to your tablet. Your tablet's connected to your smart TV, and they're all connected to your Wi-Fi, but it may take only one week link and all those connections for a criminal to get in. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection adds the power of Norton Security. While LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect possible threats to your identity, like your info for sale on the dark web, Norton Security helps protect up to five of your devices from online threats like ransomware. And if there's a problem, their dedicated agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock with Norton gives you more protection for today's connected world. Join now, get 10% off your first year. Head to lifelock.com, enter the promo code BONES. That's promo code BONES for 10% off your first year. Lifelock.com, promo code BONES. So how'd you get ready today? Did you shower, brush your teeth, wash your face, style your hair? I'm asking because as a proud member of Dollar Shave Club, I'm here to tell you that no matter what you do to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You want a clean mouth and fresh breath, right? The intense peppermint flavor of Dollar Shave Club's toothpaste will wake you up and last a surprisingly long time. Their hydrating body cleanser smells awesome. Skin feels great after you shower. But I hope showering and brushing your teeth are just part of how you get ready. But no matter how you do, Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need. And I haven't even mentioned their razors and shave butter that everybody knows them for, including myself. Right now, you can get a Dollar Shave Club starter set for just $5 each. They got a shower set, a toothpaste, a toothbrush set, all their famous shave butter, the razor. Any of those sets, just 5 bucks, And it's the best way to try out their amazing products. It's a great gift. After your starter set products ship at a regular price, right? Get yours today. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. I was, um, well, I guess, watching your Instagram last week and you, you, all your stuff stolen. Yeah. And, and Amy, my co-host, sent me a message and she was like, hey, we should help Lauren. And it was right about the time that somebody else jumped in and helped you with it and mm-hmm. got you a bunch of stuff. And I was like, ah, she's good. Yeah. I, yeah, that sucks so bad. Wait, but- so what, where was your car? Um, it was at a friend's house and it was about an hour before going to the airport. And so was it like on the uh, side road? Park? No, parked in the back. And then smash the window. Smashing. What was, what was in the car they stole? Um, all I could grab was my backpack, but it's like one of those like Appalachian trail mm. backpacks that just fits your life in it. And I had put um, my journals and song notebooks that, cause I, I write on paper and so all the stuff that I've been writing for this year. Oh, stuff you can't really replace. Yeah. Oh, that's all I brought because I was flying to Texas for shows and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a little window. So I'm going to bring all of my hard drives, my backup hard drives and get this a little more organized. So it's like 12 years worth of um, video footage and projects and journals. All it's all. Yeah. Because I was just seeing you talk about your clothes mostly because yeah. that's um well, cause I, I ran and grabbed like a duffel bag and I had nothing to put in it. Cause I, I'm the person that has like two pairs of shoes and like one pair of black jeans. And I was like, Oh, well I guess I'm going to the airport in my sweatpants and I've got no bra. Perfect. <laughs> so I was landing in Texas, literally like, okay, I don't, I don't have a brush or anything. And I was hoping that if I posted it, like maybe it would turn up. Cause what are they going to do with a Tom Petty t-shirt? I mean, unless it's their size. Uh, really throw it in a ditch. Yeah. So I was thinking like, well, maybe somebody will see it. Um, but I was pretty 
when a friend started, a friend of my manager started the GoFundMe page, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And they were like, no, let us help you. And I've been pretty overwhelmed for the past week of how many kind people have helped me. Um, I'm not used to that, that kind of support. It's, it's really overwhelming. I mean, there was a woman who came to my show in Houston with a bag of t-shirts and a pair of headphones and a hard drive. And she was waiting at load in to just gift me this. And I was like, can I give you a poster? Can I, no, I don't need anything. And I was like, great. Okay. I can never repay any of these people. I think that's the thing. I don't think people are searching for repayment and that's hard <sighs> for me too. Yeah. It's hard for yeah to, to take. I know I'm kind of like, can someone just cuss me out? Because this yeah. scales are so tipped right now. There's too much, they're, so much kindness. They're tipped from your perspective right now. Imagine, yeah. I mean, you've probably done things for people and not expected anything back ever just for the sake of you're a human and humans look out for humans. But then we start to feel weird when it happens for us because for me, it was always, I was a charity case my whole life. Mm. I grew up super poor yeah. and PTA groups and church groups, like they made sure I was fed and get Christmas presents. So now it just triggers that feeling again mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm the charity mm-hmm. and that's just me. I have to, I have to give up the ghost. Oh, you do. Yeah. got to give it up. And so for me, that's what it is. And that's why I struggle with it. Why do you think that is for you? Um, I think because I've been on my own for so long and never expected anyone to take care of me or do anything for me. And I feel, I feel better if I earn something than if it's just given to me, whether it's an opportunity or a pair of socks, (laughs) it's like, I feel like I, if I earn it, then it's okay. Cause that's how I've operated my whole life. So when something is just given and nothing is expected in return, it's, I don't know how to handle that. So what do you say to her when she gives it to you? Well, I tried to give her merch and she went, (laughs) she went, I was like, can I give you a button? I make these in my house. You do hand make them. (laughs) That's true. And she wouldn't do it. She was like, no, I'll buy one. She was doing it for the sake of doing it. The sake she was being a human for the sake of being a human. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Um, Yeah. It was really beautiful. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Because you were forced to live that. Yeah. A a terrible thing happened and you wouldn't, it sucks all your like creation was stolen. Like that part really sucks. Mm -hmm. But I guess on the, not to uh, silver lining. No, it it is though. But you were forced to have to let an emotion in that you're not very Mm -hmm. comfortable dealing with. Mm Mm-hmm. And it also gives you a new perspective on it too. Yeah. I mean, it it was a really great reminder of how humans actually are really good and how people help other people and complete strangers. I mean, it was, um, it was a really beautiful thing to see. I wish I was witnessing that happen to somebody else and not me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, just from the, the terms of being so uncomfortable. Oh, I would say for the terms too. All oh, my crap was stolen. Like that sucked too. But I'm, I'm yeah. gonna read here what you had stolen: clothes, shoes, makeup, guitar pedals, uh, laptop, hard drives, something called CDs. I'm not sure what those are. Um, all the all the stuff that you mentioned that you wrote, you got none of it back so far, right? Mm-mm. So, so you're not getting it back at this point. No, it's not coming back. They probably read my journal, laughed, and then threw it in a fire. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Having had my stuff, you know, taken a couple times, mm-hmm. you never see it again. They try to pawn what they can quickly. I know. I've been, I've gone Everything to pawn shops. Everything else goes in a dumpster. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do with an external hard drive. Go in a dumpster. Nothing, 
nothing they can't take and turn it over super quick yeah. to, to get drugs. Right. Because that's all they're doing. They're just trying right. to find money quick so they can get their fix quick. Yeah. Uh, then, because a lot of kids, the thing now to do is to walk and just hit door handles and if it's unlocked, take it. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're having to do warnings all the time. Like, hey, don't leave your doors unlocked, you idiots. Yeah. But this didn't happen. This is a bust in the window. Yeah, this is a crowbar. Did you go and look in and go, wait, what happened? What? It's always that confusing moment where you're like, the window? The yeah, well, the alarm, car alarm went off. Oh, it did? Yeah. About 30 minutes before my alarm alarm went off. Mm, that sucks. So, well, listen, I have a, you need anything? I got a whole closet down there. <laughs> you go into it, you know, you know, whatever you want. I'm good. I don't, I don't think I'm your shoe size. You take whatever you want. <laughs> uh, well, dang, that does, yeah. that does stink. Okay. Um, well, uh, here, here is all good things. Mm. Uh, this is a song from, from no- Lauren's voice sounds like she does NPR. And so now I feel myself falling kind of into the spot. <laughs> you have that real like, welcome to NPR. Um, today we'll be talking about the uh, neuroscientist from Paducah, Kentucky, who's been spent seven years research. That kind of has that voice. <laughs> so you go into. So now I'm feeling myself just kind of get dragged into it. Um, here's all good things. Here's all good things. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was. Um, so it's been a few years. It's been a few years. That's actually, uh, that's that's the work tape from the day we wrote it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You say work tape, so this isn't on the record. This is the version it on the is. record. It is the version. Yeah. So you just put the work tape on the record. Yeah. You wrote that with Ross Carvin, friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Shane wow. McNally. Oh yeah, Blair Daly. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. It was fun. That's cool to get those big rights that long ago. It was fun. How did yeah. they set you up with those guys? I wrote. Um, I also wrote "You'll Never Know," which is on the record with Ross. And so I think this was our second write together. And Shane just happened to be free, so Ross was like, "Hey, do you mind?" Because we had started the song. He was like, "Do you mind if I bring Shane in? He's free right now." And I was like, "Yeah, come on, let's do it." We wrote it really fast. It was that. fun. You talk about acting. Uh, so you're 15 years old. Is that what you want to do? You want to move away and act? Or why did, why did you move so young? Um, I started getting opportunities in film and TV uh, when I was 15 in Memphis. And so I started crewing on some independent films and then got with an agency there and started booking work. Um, but really... It, it, to me, it was all of it. I was writing at that point. I was playing in bars at that point. And I've just always loved storytelling. But where do you go at 15 and who do you go with? Me. Okay, but how do you, if you don't have a driver's license or nor are you no, an adult. You hope that you don't get pulled over with your permit. Okay, and how, but how do you, are you just working cash? Um, no, I, I had, you know, W9s and stuff. How too. did you do adult things um good question like i got rent. i got good i i was scrappy i figured out i figured out a way and i don't i don't recommend that people do that that young but i was like ready to go when i was 10 and so 15 was like the first time that i actually could and i figured out okay how do i homeschool 
and I had my swim team coach show me how to do it. And I would have to go back to North Carolina to like take tests and all that kind of stuff and show my lesson plans. <laughs> um, and then funny enough, I probably shouldn't tell the story. That uh, means you should. Well, I, when I was 15, I got booked on a, a Nashville music video and uh, it was through CMT. Sorry, guys. And I, they needed a copy of my driver's license. So I had to Photoshop. I was like, oh, I forgot it. Can I email it to you? That long ago you Photoshopped it before uh -huh. it was easy to do. Yeah. Well, because I was also doing photography. I was, you know, shooting weddings. And so I'd learned Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. So I was able to Photoshop my permit and send it over to so the production. A, in a music video? Mm-hmm. Which one? It was called Heart Like Memphis by the Carter Twins. And what's your role? I was uh, the girl and it, it, I didn't have any scenes with them, but it, the song is all about this girl and she's like kind of lonely and sad and whimsical, but also full of life or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, that was funny. So you, you just figure it out. How old do they think you were? I think they thought I was 21. And you were 15, 16 mm -hmm. years old, 15. Mm -hmm. And you obviously you don't say you're not. You just take the work. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I've spent my whole life not saying what I couldn't do, mm -hmm. just showing up and figuring it out. Yeah. And so you photoshopped a driver's license. You're 15. You look 21 to 15. Yeah. Wait, what are your, so your parents, are they alive? Yes. Are they still together? Yes. And you're 15 and you want to leave? Yeah. And what do they say to that? I think, I think they felt that they couldn't stop me. And so, and I was, I mean, I was really determined and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. See you guys at Christmas. Where'd you get the car? Um, I had saved up enough money to buy a Volvo from my second cousin. And so at 15 with no driver's license, you drove from Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina to Memphis to do. I was uh, booked. I was a PA and set photographer on um, an indie film. Do they know you're 15? No. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, you know what it reminds me of as a, as a kid version. Do you ever watch Friends? Do you, you watch Friends at all? I've seen Friends. Yeah, you're. I'm not that. You're pretty counterculture. <laughs> There's a whole uh, arc where Joey goes off to Las Vegas to act. You ever see that, Mike? You yeah. Your friends where Joey runs off to be to be in the Las Vegas movie and he has to take all these other jobs as he's trying to act. And anyway, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But okay, you're, you're so you're so against the system. You're so you're so punk rock. What is the system? Yeah. Right. Uh, you watch Game of Thrones. Yes. Did you watch that? Yes. Right now, that we're only through one episode of the last season. Mm -hmm. Who who do you think ends up being? I just don't understand how they're going to wrap this up in five more episodes. Oh, oh God, you found it. Is this a video with the Carter Twins? Oh, no. Oh, they're dudes. Yeah. The Carter Twins are dudes. That's you? Yeah. So you're driving a car. They're playing the Carter Twins. They look like two Nick Carters from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> There's these two dudes. I never heard of the Carter twins. There you are at 15 years old. They're a different name now. They are. Yeah. Uh, is that Dan and Shay? <laughs> and this is you in the video. Yeah, driving that car. I was terrified to drive it. You look especially whimsical. And you're 15. If they mm -hmm. think you're 21, are there like adult men hitting on you, thinking that they can? Since you're an adult as well, and you, uh, have, you have to be like, don't, because you will go to jail. No, no. It was like a two day. Two-day shoot. Um, everybody on set was professional. It doesn't even look like you. 
Just a hair. I mean, I guess it does, huh? Yeah, I can a bit. Well, it's blurry. I st- okay, <laughs> S- still. Well, you do look whimsical. Super whimsical. Um, who do you? Let me ask you this about Game of Thrones. Who do you want to take? If you got to pick, who would you have? Mm, I I love Arya Stark. Me too. That's who I would. She's, she's a just, scrapper. She reminds me of me. Yeah, she reminds me of me. She's like fighting and clawing mm-hmm. and figuring it out the whole time. Yeah, that's who. I would want to take over. That's probably not going to happen. She's too far away from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless everybody dies and she somehow survives and yeah, I have so many questions. Would you be okay with the white walkers? Just the end. They have it all. No, I would really, what a fantastic ending. Yeah. But bummer. It would just be, you Why know, would it be a bummer? Because Listen, life is not John Stark takes over. Ah, you know, but maybe, maybe, maybe. And you know, he just found out. Well, yeah. Listen, <laughs> spoiler. Uh, we won't, we won't spoil anything, <laughs> but I would like for Arya Stark to be. Yeah. But, but probably, probably John, right? That would be. If you're the, betting at a hundred bucks, who would you put it on? Oof. Honestly, it, with those writers, there's so many twists and turns and shocks that, and they throw the rules out. That's why I wish it would that's, be the White Walkers. That'd be that's so cool. Why it <laughs> might be. I mean, it might be um, Bran. I think he's a favorite mm-hmm. because you don't know really what's up with him. You've never is really he, known. Is he the Night King? Is he even? They could make that Night King look like anybody else, and they're going to make him look that similar. I don't know. Yeah, Mike, are you you caught up? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to say too, but. It's a great show. I would love, and I tell people this about Game of Thrones, don't get started right now. I love it. I think it's the best show of my life. Not my favorite show, one of my favorites. Not my absolute favorite, but it's the best show of my life with the the money, the writing, Mm -hmm. um, the the, production. And the thing is too, now everybody, it's so hard to find original content, especially in a fantasy. Everybody's making adaptations of things that have already been made. So for this to be an original piece, an original storyline is pretty fantastic. Yeah, only five episodes left. And the one, then again, we're only at episode two of the last season. Um, and not to spoil anything, but the second episode's not even an hour long either. Gosh. I looked at all the run times. What too, in yeah. the world? Uh-huh. How? So the, the good fun news is it's got to move quick. It's super yeah. quick. So yeah. I, re- I rewatched it again because I was like, okay, I need to, things are happening so quickly now that I was like, I need to, rewatch and make sure I'm downloading everything that just happened. What's kind of cool is the movies are now outrunning the books because mm-hmm. they never finished writing the books. You know, mm-hmm. he's still alive, but he hasn't finished writing the books. Yeah. And they're like, Hey dude, <laughs> you're getting older and you're kind of overweight. So the heart's probably pumping a little hard. So, uh, and he's not right. You know, is he in on it as well? Like, is he going to write the books based on what they decided? What, Mike, yeah. what do you know about that? I don't know. I mean, he just stopped writing them and they're like, Hey, uh, we need to finish this last season. He's like, I'll get to it. Oh, but does he after okay. the season? But does he then write a longer version of what the show wrote, or, or does he alternate. go his own way? I feel like he does whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah and we'll just have to read if it. He's to find alive. Out. Did you read? Did you ever read them though? The game? I haven't. I haven't either. Yeah. Did you read Harry Potter? I just started reading Harry Potter. I haven't read it. Do you like it? Yes. One of my friends said that I would love it, and I'm yeah. Like, and I don't, I'm not. I think you would actually. You would. Uh, yeah, you should read it. I'm not a hater of it at all. I just don't get it. It's a quick read. 
But the so, books are so thick. How is it quick? It's, it's, it's so you quick. Have you yeah. all of them? All of them. You, what, okay. What I don't I, think you would like them, though. You don't think I would no. like them? No. Because it's, I mean, they're kids. I think well, looking back on it, you wouldn't get it at this point. Yeah, well, I disagree. I think that there's some similarities, perhaps, in Harry's story. Or at least you can find some common ground that might remind you of yourself. And I think it's kind of fun to put yourself in his shoes, even though now you're all grown up. Am I, though? Are we ever really grown up? (laughs) Exactly. So see, yeah, yeah, you should read it. I think it was bigger for me because I grew up with him and I read him at the same time. I felt like I grew up with the Mm. characters. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, going back and reading them would be the same effect. Did you you read Hunger Games? Hunger Games? I did read Hunger Games. Love them or no? Yeah. They were, again, easy. I mean, it's a quick, easy read. I really enjoy the Hunger Games yeah. books. The movies are pretty good. Yeah. The first it, one's great. The, uh, I always find people that go, oh, the movie's not as good as the book. Mm-hmm. Annoying because they're, they can't be as good as the book. No. The books take us weeks and they're yeah. super filled with detail. Yeah. And if the book was so good that there's a movie, there's not a really, hardly ever a bad book gets a movie made on it. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be a fantastic book for there mm-hmm. to be a movie but most of the time. Yeah. Uh, he just wasn't as good as the book. Well, no crap. Well, it's a different medium. You just spent three weeks with the book. <laughs> it's a diff- it's totally a different medium. You want to cram two hours into three? Um, I like the Harry Potter, or not the, the um, Hunger Games books. Did mm-hmm. you do Lord of the Rings? I haven't. You seen the movies? Yes. What'd you think? I like the films a lot. I watched them because I felt pressured by society. Mm. IMDb got me. Because they were mm-hmm. like 99.11. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, wow, 99.11. That's not even a real number. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. 101. Impossible to live up to that regardless of how good it is. And I thought it was fine. Okay. They're long. They are long. Yeah. You've got to be ready to buckle down. I buckled down over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we was just like, I'm just going to watch them. And they were fine. Mike, do you like them? Nah. I wanted to. They're very long and it's a lot of walking. <laughs> it's a lot of walking. And nothing for a while. Yeah. What's the ner- what's the nerdiest thing about you? We're talking about all this nerd stuff. What's the nerdiest thing about you? Nerdiest? I don't know. I because I don't think it's nerdy. But I don't I, think nerdy's a bad thing, though. No, I do. I geek out. I geek out over all things storytelling, whether it's film photography or like I watch all oh, of yeah, the credits. You are, you are a nerd about making yeah. film and movies. Yeah. And-, and I, if we like, if I go to the f- movies, if I go to like Belcourt, I am the person that has to sit through the entire credits and read everything to get an understanding of how their crew worked and what size crew and look for names that I might know. So I'm, that's kind of nerdy, I guess. So what, yeah. yeah. But I, again, I don't think nerdy is a bad thing. I'm nerdy in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean like, I like, I like stats and okay. encyclopedias. Yeah. You, do you own an encyclopedia? Well, when I was a kid, that's what I would, I would save my money and buy one encyclopedia at a time at the grocery store. Mm. And until I could afford the next ones, all I did was read that one encyclopedia. So I that's pretty cool. much read a set of encyclopedias, but that's how I that's got cool. out of my small town was just learning mm-hmm. and, and crushing like standardized tests. I didn't move off at 15 yeah. and have to figure out life that way. 
This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Um... Let me play another song real quick. Uh, how about, let's play, let's do Running Out of Road. I've got a full tank of gas, but my heart's on empty. Windows down, radio loud, but I just want to squeak. I keep trying to find the place where I On this record here, and you, you have a photography background, did you say that these pictures weren't retouched? Mm-hmm. Are they retouched? Mm-mm. Not at all? Mm-mm. So you just took the pictures and loaded them up? Mm-hmm. Why was that important to you? Uh, it's, I think that there's a huge pressure right now on people to appear their quote-unquote best and be filtered. And there's like, I had somebody recently say they were training me for something and they were talking about flyaways and having like scissors and like hairspray and stuff for flyaways. And I was like, 
for fly away. Like, okay. So like that picture, how my hair is kind of all over yeah. it's cause it's probably not brushed and we didn't like smooth it out. And I, I just, I think that your pores and your flyaways and your laugh lines is kind of what makes us human. And so for the album artwork, I didn't want it to be retouched. Like I wanted you to be able to look at the skin and be like, oh, there's pores there because that's a person's face instead of smoothing everything over. And um, I think it would be nice if more people did that, especially for like, you know, younger girls or even women my age or older women to maybe just alleviate that pressure just a little bit of trying to feel perfect or trying to look, you know, like they don't look like a human. So none of these, none of these pictures are retouched, huh? I demand every one of my pictures retouched by multiple places. I have it retouched okay. here, then it's sent another place, then it's retouched. Yeah. And then maybe and I touch it again. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, for, you know, everybody's different. That's for, why I appear a small Asian man on all my records. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's different. And for me, I I would like for all my photos to remain unretouched. Well, I demand all mine don't. Okay. One there of you my, go. One of my friends did, uh, he did um, uh, men's fitness or... or one of those men's fitness magazines, and they took, they chopped his head off and put another dude's body. Yeah, whole body. Yeah, they can do that. Whole body. Though. Yeah, and he's famous. And I was like, how, what, are they, how, what are they doing? I thought it was hilarious. It, like, that is kind of funny. Feel free, anyone, to do that to me. You want to put me on Mark Wahlberg's body? Like, <laughs> let her rip, man. Maybe I can do Sports Illustrated then, if they just like Photoshop a taller, more fit, active person with my head. When I did uh, the dancing. Dancing with the Stars, they were like, do you want us to paint abs on you? Is that a weird thing for you? I was like, no, paint away. Paint abs on my back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> paint abs on my calves. Trap like, muscles. Yeah, like, <laughs> let me have it. G- give me every every yeah. kind. Um, let me read some, uh, some of the places Lauren's going to be. Uh, Gramercy Theater, May 2nd in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Chattanooga mm-hmm. on May 16th. St. Louis on June 26th. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky on September 15th. You're also playing another show with me in Wichita, Kansas. Isn't that... Is that next week? Mm-mm. Week after. It's funny. No, no, it's not till the summer. Oh. Yeah, it's not till. It's a. I'm d- I've got two Kansas things, I think. Yeah, that, this okay. is not with you. I know you're all over the place. Yeah. You know, I similarly, we just kind of watch Insta stories and see where mm. people are. But um, you left me the last time and went overseas for the first time, huh? And to play, to play overseas. Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. Where'd you go? We did uh, Berlin, Frankfurt, Hamburg, Amsterdam, London, and my German got better. I need to get some more in the vault before I go back over because I, well, yeah, I'm going in September. Oh, yeah, going again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough to make money at those shows, though. Um, yeah, I have no idea if I made any money or not. But I do know that I met a lot of people and um, I have friends also that live in Europe. So that was really cool. Did you stay with them? Well, by make money, I mean survive. Yeah. Well, I mean. Like come out a dollar ahead. It's tough. Right, right. I, I just try to, you know, eat catering and not buy meals. <laughs> how am I, how do I know she's not 15 right now? And this isn't all an elaborate <laughs> ruse still. Uh, so you went over to Europe and that was cool. Oh yeah. I love how, it. How'd you find those crowds? I, they were amazing. They listened. Um, people had learned the entire record. Um, somebody requested blood off the record, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. They really actually listened to it and did their research. 
guess I'm playing this song now. We were playing Run Out of Road a minute ago. That's the short film, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I guess when we had talked last time, you had said it, it just got accepted to uh, a film festival. Yeah, uh, Roswell Film Festival. So I'm going, I'm in Kansas in two weeks for, I think, for a radio show with oh, your you know class. What That's what it is. I'm not going to yeah. be there. Okay. Because uh, I'm way too cool. Yeah. Actually, I'm not too cool. I'm doing American Idol. And so I couldn't. Oh, okay. Fine. Couldn't postpone that. I got to work. The day. Some of us got to eat. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Fine. So, yeah, that's right. They've bu- they booked the entire My Class of 2019, mm-hmm. and you're going to go up there and play with the, with the radio station. And the principal's not even going to be there. Great. <laughs> I don't like being the principal. Maybe the, the, the popular kid. Instructor. Yeah, yeah, the popular kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we're going to actually play a, a show show at, the, at a fair. Oh, yes, it's, yes. It's food and truck or something. I don't know. Food and truck. Is that even a thing? <laughs> a food truck? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's the Raging Idiots and Nicole Gallion. Yeah. And you. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. right. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, doing the radio show. And then going into Mexico. And fly into Albuquerque and drive from Albuquerque to Roswell. So what does that mean when a, uh, a film gets accepted? Like what happens? So that means it's in competition. Um, it's an official selection for that film festival. And um, I'm going to miss the award ceremony. So, so you want me to get your win? So I won't be there to win. Um, But in order to qualify for, um, since this is a short film for the Oscars, for the short film category, you have to be accepted into a certain number of Oscar qualifying short film festivals. You don't necessarily have to win, but you have to be an official selection. So this is the first one that qualifies for that. How many do you have to be in to be, you know? That's a good question. I should know that, but I don't. We talked last time you were just driving over, if I'm remembering right, to either Chattanooga or Knoxville to play with Willie. Mm. Where, where was that? Uh, it was in Kentucky and in Knoxville. How did that go? Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. He had me come up on stage uh, both nights to sing with him in the band, and I was just like, pinch me. What'd you sing? We sang Will Circle Be Unbroken, um... We sang three songs. What were the other two? My favorite country song ever, which is in my top three songs of all time, is Willie Nelson, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. It's so good. Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's cool that you get to go up and sing with Willie. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I love this song. My favorite songs, and I'm going to have you do this too. This, mm. this is... I'm three, no order. This one, uh, Stop This Train, John Mayer, mm-hmm. and um, Ain't No Sunshine, Bill Withers. Those mm-hmm. are my three favorite songs. Your turn. I can't do all-time favorite. It changes. You, But right now, but if it changes, I mean, right there's now. something right now. Your all-time favorite's right now. Yeah, right now is uh, John Mayer, I guess I just feel like. That's so new. You're putting that into your right now all-time favorites? Right now, yeah. Because my all-time favorites, it's... It, it depends on the day. Okay, well, depends today, on the mood. Well, today in the mood. Today? Yeah. John Mayer's my favorite. I mean, he's just, he's the first guy that I ever heard sing a song and go, oh, I, I that's me. That's me saying that. But mm-hmm. it wasn't me. It was the first time mm-hmm. I'd ever experienced someone writing from my voice. Yeah. That's crazy. And so I was like, that's my favorite artist. He's so good. I'm the same way too. 
Okay, you can have this one. Give me something else, though. Um, don't, cr- you, don't you love Bruce Springsteen? I do. Yeah, actually, that's one on my all-time right now is Secret Garden mm. by Springsteen. Show me the money, Jerry. The human head weighs ten. That's, that's that song, <laughs> I know, right? yeah. Yeah, it is in that, yeah. From and There's a whole version of it with all the movie clips. But, I don't listen to that. Uh, oh. You complete me. <laughs> yeah. Did you have the movie version? <laughs> don't that's ruin it. it. Don't ruin is that it. Up there? <laughs> I think. Because the whole thing back in the day was to take movie clips and put it in songs. This was in the mm-hmm. soundtrack. This is from the soundtrack. I don't know if it has it. Okay, yeah. no movie clips in this. But this is a jam. It's so good. See? It's beautiful. Did you watch the Springsteen Netflix special? I've seen half of it. It's long. It, I I started it. I was in New York, and I just started crying within the first two minutes, and I had to be up super early, so I was like, I can't stay up and watch all this. Well, it's still up. It's I know. Still this is a Broadway show. I guess it's not going anymore. They stopped. It was like one of his last shows. I know. I really wanted to go. Tickets were like eight Insane. or $900. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Uh, you ever go to a Broadway show? Uh, let me yeah. get you the song. Let me get you the song first. Go ahead. Um, third song, uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise Fever Pitch. Is you that a real thing or are you just yelling words at this point? <laughs> it's, just, it's a real thing. Yeah, I'm going to take Monster Key Lime Pie Sunshine. <laughs> what is this here? Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Is this the band or something? Yeah, the band. Rainbow Kitten Surprise. RKS, okay. yeah. Okay, and it's the song's called? Mm-hmm. Fever pitch. Okay, let me hear this. North Carolina. I can get into this. What's uh, what's how you find them? Um, I found them through uh, I believe it was Jared Hogan, who's a director, um, did their music video, and it's the bomb. It's so awesome. And so they're a band. They're a band out of uh, North Carolina, actually. Boone. They're really cool. It's like this weird blend of, I don't know, like mountain music meets rock meets kind of country. Yeah, I can get into it. Uh, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. Country or not? Is this the thing that everybody's talking about? The song that everyone was talking about. I don't about. know about everyone, but it sure. was trending on Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's still a massive song. It's, uh, yeah, here you go. Is this the Billy Ray Cyrus version? Mm-hmm. Here you go. Take a listen. It's country so far? Talk me through it. Country so far? No. No. Sure. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the a little banjo in there, a little Billy Ray Cyrus. Sounds like a programmed banjo. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. I'm asking you, what do you think this is? It's a. It's. So I'm sure the kids, some kids like it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have no answer. I don't know what it is. I'm on the uh, side of when people tell me something's not country, I just go, "Oh, sure it is." I hate I people. Mean, I hate people assigning art. I get such a. And what's what, what does country music mean? What does it mean anyway? Except for me, it just means, hey, they like being authentic about what they're saying. I almost don't care what the instrument is because every instrument is used. Yeah. Even the most country guys are using, for example programmed banjos 
That happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. To me, to me, country is um, really the narrative has to be the core because pop does this really great job of kind of getting whatever the emotion is, but not really telling the narrative as much. It's more about the emotion and the feel and, you know, instrumentation, obviously, but with a country song, it is a story. So that's, that's sort of how I differentiate. Well, there's definitely a story told in that song. Yeah. He's living a life. Okay. He's, he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's doing the whole thing. Got well, it's not he's the details. He's so, telling the whole story. He's got lean in this bladder. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, uh, people ask me this all the time. That's what everybody wants to interview me about. What's country? I, my I answer know. is, I don't know. There's not an answer. No. It's whatever it is means to you. Yeah. Um, I just, I was just wondering how you felt about that song. No. I'll, it's the country song I've ever heard. For the record, <laughs> you can't get any countryer than that. Sure, like, sure. There it is. You say so. Can't tell me nothing. Okay. Yeah. Let me uh, let me hear this one. This is uh, from Lauren. This is called My Bar. What's um when you're playing shows on the road now? Do you have a band yet? Yeah. 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 I just did Tortuga Fest. How, that's fun, huh? Oh, it was really yeah, fun. That's yeah. That's fun. I played that one. It's fun. Swam in the ocean. You're right on the beach. Yeah, it was great. It was warm. There was sunshine. Yeah, that's um in Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it was really fun. I would I would encourage people to go to that. Some festivals you go to, and it's just a S show, man. You're oh just yeah. Like, oh, that's a fun one. Um. You ever been to a country music festival? Like been as a as a fan? Because no. I really haven't. No, I've never been as a fan. I don't. I'm not a big. Fa- I'm not cool enough to go to a festival. I I actually haven't been to that many festivals. I think I've only been to one. I see a May Fest. That's not really a festival. I just go sleep in my bed. I would right. go to shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went to ACL a bunch. Yeah. And there was all kinds of music at ACL festival. Mm-hmm. I did ACL this year too. Did you? Mm-hmm. Is Wait, it both well, weekends? I did ACL live during South by. So, okay. So no, so not no, the same. Never mind. ACLs on like five different, it's, it's like five <laughs> different uh, creations. Um, ACL festival is a massive festival mm-hmm. at Zilker park. Yeah. And it's two weekends now, right? Yeah. And the artists have to agree to come back both weekends, which is part of it. And they can't play within the radius for two. I guess most like mm-hmm. these other ones, but that was one of the first double weekend. Yeah. They like started like four years ago, I think. Yeah. Well, listen, I would do that. We've been, yeah, it's great. Austin's the best. I love it. Austin's a big, you been to Austin? Yeah. Austin? I just I just told you I just went to South by. Yeah, but I mean you've been to Austin. That's yeah, not, yeah. No, yeah. I've that's been That's when to, we would all roll our eyes. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, my friend Django lives in Austin. Oh, that's so right. I you visited, know Django. Yeah. That dear friend to all of us. Yeah. I Sweet forgot Django. I forgot we had that connection. Yeah. Django was in Amy, my co host, best friend's wedding party. Mm-hmm. She was one of his groomsmen instead yeah. of uh groomsmen. Grooms, no, grooms, wait, no bridesmen. bridesmen. Yeah. Bridesmen. How do you know Django? Uh, I met him through music. Music, yeah. Oh yeah, it's good to know the fellow Texans. Well, look at you. You're uh, you're out. We've we've talked for an hour. Has that been an hour? Wow. Yeah, I'm a real treat to talk to. So it feels like ten minutes. (laughs) It does seem like ten minutes. Yeah, starting (laughs) away you go. Yeah. I would encourage you to check out Lauren's record called No Saint, and this is uh, Give Up the Ghost, the song that we start talking about here. Mike, how do we feel about Lauren Jenkins? Feel good. Yeah, a good one. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. People leave and we go, how do we feel about that one? I just meant her as a person. Yeah. Do you just, do I'm, you can it if it's. I, no, we put it up yeah. immediately. Okay. It goes up. Oh. There's some real turds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because honestly speaking, there's some we go. <laughs> it was a tough one. Um, the cool thing though is we've gotten some really great ones early in like people's career. At this point, we've been this is episode one seventy two. We've been doing it for That's years. Insane. And we were doing it just as a passion project. Yeah. Just because I just love songwriters and I like to, I and I love interviews where you, if people want to listen for an hour. They can. Yeah. If they don't. They can hear twenty minutes. Hey, and and fast now forward. this has a huge. Our, the listening of this podcast is so large that I would equate. I, I think that a podcast with de- with dedicated listeners at times is more mm-hmm. powerful than my show, which has millions of people, where there's a big selection of passive listeners. Right. That being said, I do a talk show, so not super fair, because I'm talking, and if people weren't staying, I wouldn't have ratings. But right. for a, a syndicated show, it's almost like you'd rather be on a podcast with an, a fifth, because you, people mm-hmm. that are, are in are all the way in. Yeah. People right now have their headphones in. Yeah. They're running or they're uh, on I flying. Love, I love podcasts. Me too. Me too. What, yeah. do you, what do you like? Any podcasts? Uh, WTF. I'm, I'm going to recommend you one. Yeah. This Disgrace Land podcast. Oh, you ever, yeah. You ever listen to that? I, haven't, I haven't yet. It may be the greatest podcast I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> Not even on my network. And I have like, how many podcasts do I have on the network? Five. Five? Six? Five or six. Mm-hmm. I've, I have some podcasts. Yeah. Not even on mine. Okay. No benefit to me whatsoever. I love music. I love music history. And he, he talks to people about, he t- not two people, he tells stories of these people and in, in the crimes that they've kind of committed. Mm-hmm. And it's like James Brown, his life. And it's like uh, share. Cool. Yeah. It, it's, it, they're so good. Disgraceland is the one okay. I'd recommend. Mike, do anything, any podcast you want to recommend? Oh, I, I just started listening to that a lot more. I went back and listened to like the Sam Cooke one. Oh, and I was man. Like, oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Okay. Uh, that's a good one, Disgraceland. And then I listened to The Dropout. I don't know what that is. About, um, the Thanos lady. Oh, I watched that on HBO. Yeah. Did you see or that? Story? I haven't seen it. Theranos. At Thanos' the, Avengers. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the bad guy in Avengers. <laughs> that's a guy. I was like, that's a, that's a podcast? <laughs> um, you watch Avengers? Have you seen those movies? Yeah, I think so. No? I don't know. You're so cool. Who knows? Um, Maybe. Yeah. Any use any name brand products? Any <laughs> name brand products you be familiar with? <laughs> no. Everything I try out, I'm like, so you familiar with Apple? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, still my Commodore 64. <laughs> um, all right, listen. Uh, Lauren Jenkins uh, at, on Instagram at Lauren Jenkins. I am Lauren I, Jenkins. I am Lauren Jenkins. I am. Yeah, sure I am. am. Well, mm-hmm. there you have it. Uh, you're you're a real treat. Thanks for having me. Like, uh, you're you're a friend now. First time you've been to the house? Yeah. 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 I guess most of which been on the road together. Yes. Um, glad to have you over at the house. Thank I'm not you. scared that you're going to come. You know, I'm totally crashing stick your pool. Me up and then, you know what? You know when you're not here, have at it. <laughs> well, I'm having like a Memorial Day party. I think not on Memorial Day, but like the Sunday. Mm. So because everybody's just back in town. Yeah. Why are you not on the road tonight? It's Friday night. I don't know. Oh, I was supposed to go. I was supposed to be out of town um, to shoot a music video for a friend, but that got moved. So I'm here this weekend. Yeah, and I'm on here too. And we had to move something from last night. We were supposed to do this last night, and then it got moved. Did you okay. know that? I did not. No. Okay, well, uh, the end. Lauren Jenkins. Check ah. out No Saint, and uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye.
This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 